Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we're excited for another week of baseball talk this week. We've got a little bit of news to get into, but we're going to be breaking down our top five MLB players of all time. If you missed last week, we ranked our numbers 10 through 6, so go check that out and then come back and listen to this, our top five players of all time across Major League Baseball. It's going to be a good episode. I'm looking forward to it. Trey, how are you doing today? You having a good week so far? I'm doing pretty good, you know, getting through the week. Uh, I see you're rocking a Braves t-shirt as uh, we do this, so... You know, uh, it's always good to see your face, Matthew. And um, yeah, just another week in Lynchburg trying to, you know, stay busy at work. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Congrats on the new car. Um, Thank you. Yeah. um, Mariah and I bought a car. It's going to be her car mostly, but, you know, everything that's what's mine is hers and what's hers is mine. So um, I will experience. Well, I basically (laughs) experienced that now. It, yeah, we uh, we got it from Carvana, and it was actually a pretty cool experience. You know, they have those those towers that are like a giant car vending machine. So we bought the car online, and then went to pick it up a few days later. And they give you a coin, and you drop it in the box, and then the thing goes up, and down comes a car. It was actually a pretty cool experience. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the baseball talk for this week. Like I said, a little bit of news before we break down our top five players of all time. Rob Manfred addressed the media today. We're recording this at 1.30 on Thursday afternoon. So Rob Manfred just addressed the media this morning, talking about the MLB lockout and everything that's going on there. Basically, they still don't have an agreement. They're not close to an agreement. He said that spring training will not be impacted. I find that hard to believe, given that pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in just a couple of days. So I find that hard to believe. He also said that the league has agreed to a universal DH and a draft pick lottery. So those are two big developments. I find those interesting. The universal DH, I'm not thrilled about. I have mixed feelings about it. I don't really have a good reason for not liking it other than being a baseball purist. And, you know, the, the designated hitter is not supposed to be part of baseball. But I can see both sides of it. I can see where people think that. You know, you want to see the best hitters hit. You don't want to see a pitcher come up and hit when you know they're probably going to strike out or ground out. So I can see both sides of it. The draft pick lottery is interesting, and I think that they're thinking of that as a way to, you know, discourage teams from tanking. Yeah, that won't work. I mean, look at the NBA. Like, teams tank all the time, and they have a lottery. Same thing in hockey. So I I, I think, you know, it'd be cool to have a draft lottery, but you're definitely just – you're still going to see – you know, tanking in baseball as for the DH, I, at this point, uh, I, I was like you, I'm not, you know, I wasn't like all for it. I like the strategy when it comes to having a pitcher in the lineup, but it, it just feels inevitable at this point. So you might as well embrace it. And so that's, that's what I'm going to do. It, it, it will add some more intrigue and more fun to the game. You know, instead of having a pitcher strikeout, you can have, you know, I think of the Dodgers and how loaded their lineup can be without a pitcher now, you know, uh, for example, same thing with San Diego and 
and a couple teams that are a little deeper on their bench, it, it's definitely going to make it a little bit more exciting in the National League. Yeah, I think that it, it will add a little bit of excitement for it. And of course, we had the Universal DH in 2020 during the, the COVID shortened season. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes if it gets implemented this year. But like I said, he said that spring training, there's no change to it right now. And again, I find that hard to believe because pitchers and catchers are supposed to report February 16th. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll just have to see how it goes. Hopefully they get something resolved soon. I think once they start, you know, really missing games, missing that revenue, I think that things will start moving along pretty quickly. But let's get into our top five players of all time. We are putting out our top 10 players. Last week we did 10 through six. This week we're doing five through one. And of course, ESPN just did their list of the top 100 players of all time. We don't have time for that. So we're doing our top 10. Uh, We're comparing them to ESPN's list because we don't quite agree with everyone that is on ESPN's list. But let's start off with our number five players of all time. Trey, you want to go first? Give us your number five. Yeah, my number five is someone I think is going to end up at number one when it's done. Uh, I just have it five because he's still an active baseball player. It is Mike Trout. I mean, this guy, if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to finish top five in the VP every year. He's... He's he's ridiculous just how good he is on a bad baseball team. And I think if he had more team success, he would already be considered up there. It's just the fact that he's on on a poorly run franchise. It's kind of like an extreme version of Stafford on the Lions. Like notice when Matthew Stafford left, you know, the Lions, he went to the, the Rams and now they're in the Super Bowl. So I have Mike Trout number five with the assumption that he will be moving up fairly quickly within the next five years, given how his career is gone and projecting it out. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, Like we mentioned last week, ESPN has Mike Trout at number 15. I had him at number 10. So we both have him in our top 10. I think you're exactly right. By the time his career is over, he's going to be, you know, even higher than number five, I'm sure. So I think, I think that's a good spot at number five for Mike Trout. My number five It's going to be an interesting one because I know you didn't have any pitchers in your top 10. I have two. I had Walter Johnson at number seven. And at number five, I have Randy Johnson. Now on ESPN's list, Randy Johnson comes in at number 24. But I think when you look at the stats, there's just no denying that this guy's a top 10 player of all time. One of the best, if not the best pitcher of all time. He has 303 wins, a 329 ERA, 4,875 strikeouts in his career. 101 war. I mean, a phenomenal player, one of the best of all time. It was really coming down to between him and Pedro Martinez for me. And I just had to go with Randy Johnson, just the strikeouts. I mean, Pedro Martinez is up there, but Randy Johnson beat him out in in the stats that I was looking at. I think Pedro had a, a better ERA, but the strikeouts to me is the main thing I was looking at. So Randy Johnson is coming in at number five for me. And, you know, that's probably my most controversial pick because, like I said, ESPN has him at number 24. You don't have any pitchers in your top 10. So that, that's probably my uh, my hottest take on this list. Yeah, I definitely thought about slotting Randy Johnson in. You know, it, it was very hard not to leave a pitcher off, but I, I just, I think, I mean, I guess I technically have a pitcher on here. Uh, we'll get to it in a moment, but it, it's, when it comes down to it, it's just, like who do I replace? And I couldn't think of a looking at the pictures. I just couldn't replace them with anyone else. I guess is a better way to put it. As as for uh, our number four, Matt, you'll like this one. I think my guess is you might have this guy a little higher. 
I have Hank Aaron at number four. And 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 I, I really thought um, the top four kind of separated themselves from the pack. To me, I thought it was really easy. It was just about ordering, you know, some uh, – 305, 374, 555 split, 755 home runs, 2,200 RBIs, nearly 2,300 RBIs, a 3,771 hits, and a war of 143.1. Obviously, you know, the home run king at his time, and uh, obviously a legend with the Braves and one of the most, had one of the biggest impacts on the game that that is anyone has ever seen. So Hank Aaron slots in at number four for me. I expect him to be higher for you, Matt, but who do you have coming in at number four? Yeah, Hank Aaron is going to be a little bit higher on my list. But at number four for me, I have a guy that you already named last week. I think he was number seven for you, and that's Ted Williams, one of the greatest hitters of all time. You know, maybe the, the greatest pure hitter of all time. A lifetime average of 344, uh, on-base percentage 482, and a 634 slugging percentage. 521 home runs, 2,600 hits, 122 wins above replacement. I mean, just one of the greatest pure hitters of all time. I think he was the last guy to bat 400 in a season. And, you know, at at ages 39 and 40, he won the batting title still. So he was good throughout his entire career. You know, he didn't really like slow down or regress the way a lot of guys do. So, uh, and we talked about it last week. I think when you look at players that have never won a World Series, I think he's got to be one of the top players to never win a championship because he spent his entire career on the Red Sox uh, when they were still under that curse. And so he, he never got the chance to win a world series, but he's, you know, arguably, at least in my opinion, one of the best players of all time. That's why I have him at number four. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, obviously I have Ted, Ted Williams, number seven, maybe, maybe I downgraded him because he's a Red Sox, but I still have the utmost respect for him. I think he's one of the greatest hitters of all time. Maybe the greatest hitter of all time, for my opinion, and one I know you definitely don't have the list, one we have talked about a lot on this podcast and the opinions about him coming at number three. And I, I wanted to put him in the top two, but I just, I had to downgrade him. I had to take the steroid part into account a little bit. Barry Bonds is number three. ESPN has him in his top 10 as well. They have him eighth. And I personally think you look at his impact on the game, the fact that he hit nearly 300, 444, 607, 762, nearly 3,000 hits. You know, he got walked nearly 3,000 times. A 162.7 batting war, which is incredible. There is no hitter in the history of the game of baseball that more put more fear into the opponent than Barry Bonds. And I don't think you can make an argument for anyone else because there's no other hitter in the history of baseball that would get intentionally walked with the bases loaded in a close game. That is the fear that he put in to hitters when he was at his peak. And simply put, he belongs. Know how I feel about the Hall of Fame with him, but he is... The guy won seven MVPs, like most in the history of the game. Like this guy was super talented defensively and just a phenomenal hitter offensively and is the home run king. And so that is why I put him at number three in my top 10 players of all time. Definitely my most controversial pick. Yeah, but I think a lot of people would agree with you. And I know I'm not one of those people. I'm probably in the minority on this. I don't have Barry Bonds in my top 10 at all. And it is because 
of the steroids controversy. So I do not have Barry Bonds in my top 10, but I know a lot of people do. A lot of people consider him the best player of all time. Like you said, ESPN does not. They have him at number eight. And I was honestly a little surprised they had him that low on their list. Number three for me is uh, probably a little bit of a controversial, but I feel like when you get to the top three, you know, they're so close in talent. You got to really look at what divides them. Uh, Babe Ruth comes in at number three for me. You know, he's the classic greatest player of all time. He was the home run king for a long time. He really started the, the home run era. You know, he was the first real power hitter in Major League Baseball, hit 714 home runs over his career, won world championships with the Yankees. I mean, he was, he was playing in New York for the Yankees, the most iconic franchise in baseball, winning championships, hitting home runs. I mean, there's like, what else can you say about Babe Ruth? Everyone knows who he is. Everyone knows what he did. But I think there are two guys that are above him. That's why I put him at number three. I know a lot of people, I mean, ESPN has him at number one. So a lot, a lot of people, when they think of the best player of all time, Babe Ruth is that guy. But to me, I think there are two guys, just two guys that can eclipse him. So I have him coming in at number three on my list. That's pretty good. I have uh, Babe Ruth slotted. There's one guy I have better than Babe Ruth because I have Babe Ruth number two. Uh, he is my only pitcher on this list. You know, 94 and 46, 228 ERA, 488 strikeouts. That's solid pitching numbers, especially for a guy who, you know, hit 342, 474, 690, 714 home runs, 2,214 RBIs. 2,800 hits and a 162.7 war. So tied with Barry Bonds there in terms of war. So it's pretty incredible just to see, you know, the type of player he was back then. Like he, he definitely was unique. You know, it's really like him and Shohei Otani, like the fact that Shohei Otani can only be compared to Babe Ruth kind of shows the uniqueness of him at his time and the guy you know he consistently won and his impact on the game is kind of huge you know he he really you know kind of changed the fate of two franchises when he left boston and went to new york and the yankees became the iconic franchise the fate the franchise that's the face of baseball that is because of babe ruth and his celebrity and the red sox became you know, obviously it's gone a little bit gone now, but that curse of the Bambino is because of Bruce. So he definitely altered the history of two franchises and it's woven in the fabric of probably the two most iconic franchises in the sport. Maybe outside of the Dodgers, you have, it's definitely, you know, his impact on the game and is, is just, just huge. And so I, I think people forget that when talking about just the great greatness that is Babe Ruth. Yeah. And the, you know, you touched on it a little bit, the, I will also add the sadness of kind of the star making. I bet you like Babe Ruth is still a star today in like modern baseball. And and the fact that like he might be known more than Mike Trout, who we just talked about, is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, that's the, the thing about Babe Ruth is he's not just a baseball star. He's like an American icon, American yeah. folk hero, like because of the the things that he did in the time that he did them. No one had ever hit home runs the way he did before. And so he, he's, he's like an American icon. He's bigger than just a baseball player. Uh, coming in at number two for me, I have the only guy to cleanly hit more home runs than Babe Ruth, and that's Hank Aaron. 755 home runs in his career. Atlanta Braves legend. First player with 3,000 hits and 500 home runs, and only six players have ever done that 
in the history of MLB, and he was the first. Uh, he broke Babe Ruth's home run record in April of 1974 when he hit his 715th home run. He went on to get 755 in his career. He was a lifetime 305 hitter, still holds the record for RBIs with 2,297. Uh, I think that's probably a record that's going to stand for a while. I don't know that anyone, I think Alex Rodriguez got close to that, but I don't know that anyone's going to get close to that again. So, I mean, the, the, the records that he set, the way he played, I think he hit 44 home runs exactly in a season, like four or five times, which is kind of interesting because that's what his number, I think there was a joke on time. Someone wondered, you know, what if he wore number 77, uh, just the, the way that he played the, how, the consistency that he played with breaking the home run record, you know, becoming a, a baseball icon, a civil rights icon, playing in Atlanta during the, the 60s and 70s. Yeah, Babe Ruth is number two for me, and there's only one guy that can be ahead of him on this list, and I think we both have him slotted at number one. I am surprised by this. I, I thought you would have Hank Aaron number one, especially the way you, you dress with the Braves shirt on and and your Braves fandom. And, and I, I wouldn't even, you know, blame you. I think Hank Aaron deserves to be, you know, could – has an argument to be the greatest baseball player of all time. So does Bonds. So does Babe Ruth. But man, Willie Mays is just incredible. And, and that's who I have at number one. Uh, the guy is a phenomenal, you know, probably the greatest defensive center fielder, which is arguably the hardest position to, you know, kind of play in baseball. Because just because of the, the ground you have to, the way you have to communicate, the ground you have to cover. And, you know, he, he is a phenomenal center fielder. And, 300, almost, I botched that, 301 hitter, 384, 57, 660 home runs, 1,900 RBIs, 3,293 hits, a 156.1 war. He was, as mentioned, maybe the best defensive player in the history of the game. And offensively, he wasn't so shabby. So, yeah, Willie Mays is my number one on this list, and I assume yours as well. Yeah, I have Willie Mays at number one as well. Everything that you just mentioned, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Uh, he was another player to hit 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. I think he was the second player to do that after Hank Aaron. And again, only six players have ever done that in Major League Baseball history. That's Aaron, Mays, Eddie Murray, Rafael Palmero, Albert Pujols, and Alex Rodriguez. So that's pretty good company to be in with those guys. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about Willie Mays. I think you covered it all. But I think the, def the defensive capabilities that he had, the way he hit, He's just the, the complete package, all-around five-tool player, greatest player of all time, in my opinion. Uh, and, you know... Our opinion. Playing, Come on, our, we share our this. Opinion, our opinion, yeah. Uh, playing the center official field, greatest player on the Fellboy podcast. Playing center field in the polo grounds. If you've ever seen the dimensions of the polo grounds, I mean, center field, it, it looks like a football field. Like, that was a really, really deep well, center field football, that he had to play. Football there. Yeah, exactly. So... So, you know, he had a tough task playing center field there uh, before they that's moved why out the to San That's where the Giants played. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Because they're the football Giants, see? <laughs> Trey hitting us with a little bit of history today. But, yeah, the way he played that really, really deep center field, you know, he's known for making his over-the-shoulder catch in the World Series. So many iconic moments with Willie Mays, just an iconic player. And that's why I think we both have him at number one. I just, yeah, he's the greatest player of all time. I completely agree. Um, this was, I did not think we would agree. You know, I, I don't want to say much on the list because we, we definitely had a lot of similar players, but like our number one, I was not sure. And I actually flipped it late. Like I had Babe Ruth number one 
And then I sat and kind of, you know, when you think about it, and then I flipped it like about 15 minutes before last week's episode. So I'm um, glad we agree. I'm um, glad we have the great Willie Mays is our greatest player of all time. And hey, maybe maybe uh, we do this in, in 10 years or five years. If you still like me enough to do this podcast, um, we'll have Mike Trout number one. Probably that's the only player right now that could get close. Like I, and that and that's kind of maybe the NFL is kind of clouding us because they have you know obviously Tom Brady's the goat, but like they still have players you could conceivably see get there. Mahomes, Rogers, you know I, I I think it just kind of goes back to the lack of star power in Major League Baseball, like. Who's the biggest star right now? Otani, and he he's not going to probably make the top 100, you know, because he's only had one season. So it, it, it's definitely a deeper argument looking at this list and, and reflecting on the modern game. But it, it is a uh, it was fun. It was hard, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned Mike Trout. He's played what 10 or 11 seasons now, so we know yeah. how good he is. We know how consistent he is. So we know that you know in five or 10 years from now, he's going to be even higher on this list. But you know, you look at guys like, you know, maybe Juan Soto, maybe Ronald Acuna Jr., maybe even Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, those are three guys that could end up on this list one day. Obviously, they've each only played two or three or four years, so a little early to be considering them uh, for for top 10 player of all time. But by the time, you know, 10 years from now, 10, 15 years from now, who knows? Any of them could end up on that list. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Well, um, one big story of the week. Uh, I shared it with you. Well, two really. It's kind of, you know, that was that was fun. I'll get serious. Two kind of court proceedings. Uh, first off, uh, Trevor Bauer. Uh, it appears the um, the case has been dismissed in court. Um, he released a statement on his YouTube, basically saying how the 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 investigation proved the allegations were false. And you you take that for what you will, but it appears his legal issues are gone. Now it goes to to Major League Baseball, and we'll see what happens. My guess is he'll get suspended still because if you use the NFL model, um, the NFL typically suspends still despite if you go to court or not. So assume I still think he'll get suspended. And then uh, another kind of – you know, really serious thing. I, sh- uh, TJ Quinn of ESPN was in the Tyler Skaggs investigation court and that it has been found out that Matt Harvey was the one that supplied Tyler Skaggs with the pills that ultimately took his life and, and sitting there, you know, this is kind of come and go this Tyler Skaggs, but this is like probably very serious. And, and that is a big, big, and, uh, claim that is is brought upon you know that could have a major effect on the league like it's already having a major effect on the league with the angels but to know that you know matt harvey who is a prominent was a prominent pitcher could be the one that supplied like it's definitely going to be interesting to see where this investigation keeps going yeah that that is uh definitely a big story to watch and uh, that tweet by uh, TJ Quinn from ESPN said that Harvey will be called as a witness this week. So we'll have to keep an eye on that and see where that ends up going. Another thing, uh, you know, we got really, real deep and serious here. Uh, some sad news coming out 
yesterday that Jeremy Giambi has passed away. Uh, Giambi, of course, used to play for the Oakland A's, brother of Jason Giambi. He was portrayed in the movie Moneyball. Um, so, of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Giambi family during this time. So sad to see someone like him pass away so young. So a lot of a lot of serious news going on around Major League Baseball this week. Yeah, and, and they still don't have a season. So you think you think we could be pitchers and catchers and report at this point? Yeah, I think we could. I think we just go right. down to Florida. I'd like to go to Florida, you know. My parents are about to head. my mom's in Florida right now till Friday. So she might be listening to this on our flight back to Richmond, but then they could they go to Florida from like the fifth to the twentieth. So they go to Daytona and then they're going to the beat uh like the keys. So uh lucky them. Key Largo or something like that. I don't know. They're going to find water basically. So they're gonna go have fun. Uh and I'll be here in Lynchburg straight throw pulling my hair out as we as uh work is getting a little stressful as we are moving buildings. So don't recommend that, but if you have to do it, it's fun. So that's 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 it. Well, that will do it. As always, leave us a five-star review wherever you get the podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. As always, give us your top 10 list on social media, at Foulball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Trey Lyle VT, at Mapkins in the News. Love to hear your thoughts of who you got uh, in your top five. Who who do you think uh, we should have included? Who did we forget talking about? We probably forgot someone because um, Trey Lyle is not the brightest of the bunch here. <laughs> um, Matt a lot better than me at that. As always, thank you so much for listening whenever you do in the morning, on your runs, at night, in the afternoon, whenever. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. For Matthew Atkins, I'm Trey Lyle. Have a good week, folks. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.